Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. This all American dudes out making power moves. What's up, that is? Welcome to the Power Moves P Mail Bag. We are a uh, day delayed. Uh, we're going to post this on a Wednesday. Apologies, but life happens. Uh, specifically, I didn't have time to get it done. Um, yesterday, and uh, well, I had to go to uh, go to Rambo, so <laughs> with a severe delay. Oh, I forget, you're just not going to jump in. Joining me, oh, hey, joining me on the program is a gnarly Melissa. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh trying to pick off my nail polish. Oh, cool, yeah, Got distracted. Yeah, that's Sorry. you're the new Brooks doing. <laughs> literally anything but being on the show the only thing you're, you're supposed to do is it but you're, you're gonna pick off nail polish during the program and that's okay that's okay you're doing a favor we have we, we have dinner in the we have dinner in the oven dinner is in the oven we got home late today it's uh 8 38 on a tuesday which is that's we left at 6 15 we didn't make the train nope and uh now yeah. you're grouchy. I, I'm not grouchy. I'm just I'm just over it. I'm over the day. Um, we work uh, in the same building on Tuesdays and Fridays, and and going downtown is it, it makes you a hot, sweaty mess. If, yeah, it's gross. It, it's just it's you're like walking through uh, walking through pee that's air. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> I don't. You only do it two days a week. I only do it two days a week, but I, I feel like I'm covered in filth. It's not. It's it's not ideal what's going on in downtown L.A. And that's that. These are uh, these are things that uh, I don't know how to fix, but I know it's not okay. And if you, if you don't live in Los Angeles, you would be shocked. You would be you would be appalled at uh, at the things that you'll see on a daily basis. Just going through the regular downtown area. This isn't like New York stuff. I lived in New York. This is a whole different level, and there's something severely wrong with society that needs to be fixed. Oh, I've seen a lot of dicks. Uh, yeah, you've seen a lot of dicks. Yeah. Like, you know. Just out. Yeah, like uh, 20, 30. Probably, in over the, the course of four and a half years of working 20, downtown. probably seen 20, 30 dicks. You've probably seen um, a good 100 people take a dump right in front of you on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, the weather's nice, though. It's beautiful. <laughs> Let's get into the show. Um, someone we we brought back up the uh, the 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 P debate. Now, are you familiar with the P debate, Melissa? How men pee? What standing versus sitting? No, 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 no. Okay, so, uh, so then no, I'm not. This has been a long-standing debate from the for the majority of the du- duration of the of the, of the pod. Uh, whether you take your, your, your wiener and you poke it through your undies and then unzip your pants and leave your pants buttoned and stick it out and pee and then tuck it all back in and then go about your day. Now, 
Some people do that. I do not. Most people I know do not. It's, I'm a flip over the top. I unbutton, unzip, undies stay on. I tuck down the, uh, the elastic waistband, flip it over, pee, and then stuff it back in, and then go about my day. This is what you, you guys talk about? Do you not know this? No. You, have you never really thought like how, how, how this operation... Why would I? No, I, I, I wouldn't think that you would, but this has got to be semi-interesting. Some guys, they go up to the urinal, they unzip their pants, belt still done, okay? Yeah. And then they unzip like so. They sure. get in the fly. Like, doesn't this look difficult? And then I got to pull this. Maybe they just have tiny peens. Maybe. And they can get it out easier. Maybe that's possible. But like, get, you know, you, you I'm not going to do it, but you, you've seen it. And uh, you can see that it just wouldn't be comfortable to do that. Sure. Now, some, that's how, that's how some people uh, take a leaker. I unzip, unbutton, undo my belt. Like so, and then I pull it out over the top, and then I button back up. I have a lot more movement, and I'm, I'm not pulling uh, my wiener through a uh, a uh, a gauntlet of uh, of sharp edged uh, zipper. Yeah. Now with the button fly, I can see it wouldn't be as dangerous, but it just doesn't. It's it's not for me. Never has been. Is that how Ben Stiller got his peen caught in There's Something About Mary? Yes. That is most likely how. He had it hanging out the hole. He zipped up without tucking it back in, and it got caught. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, there you go. That's a good example of exactly why you don't want to have that sensitive area uh, going through uh, metal teeth. Okay, so um, this says uh, pee preference. Burns and Gnarly, Melissa. Glad to see the pee debate open up again. Please allow me to chime in. For 40 years, give or take, I've been an over-the-fence man. He flips it out. And in all that time, I've been developing my own distinct style. See, when I go, my balls come out too. Thumbs hooked into the waistband, the other four fingers on the outside of my shorts, and the curtain is lowered. I can do my business, and my boys get to get a breather. This has always felt natural to me and affords me what I feel is an additional sense of control. I would imagine that this is an unorthodox maneuver, but since it's still a private act, no one in the public restroom is the wiser. Nor would I really know if others follow a similar protocol. Is the reversed lift bridge as uncommon as I believe it to be, or am I part of the unspoken brotherhood? As a follow-up, my three-year-old son is still at the drop-everything stage where pants and undies both hit the floor. How funny would it be to attempt to introduce this as an acceptable adult male bathroom practice? Not really worth the potential halftime ass-kicking at a major sporting event, but still better than the through-the-whole nonsense. Woo-woo, Thor Zool. Well, you know what? I mean, if I saw a guy just drop... Uh, all the goodies and the bare cheeks out, I'm going to have a laugh. That's not going to well, bother sure. me. That's not going to bother me in the slightest. But I can see how other people would, hey, buddy, hey, what, what are you making me stare at your sweet butt cheeks for, huh? I'm trying to take a leak in here and not uh, stare at your sweet cheeks. Oh, man, I got to kick your ass so bad. <laughs> That's how 
that's all some idiot. That that that's a that's a homophobe. But if you're mad at someone else's butt cheeks and you beat them up, that's that's that, everyone has butt cheeks. Everyone's got butt cheeks, and everyone got to pee. I don't see why you can't why you can't flip out the hams while you're taking a squirt. So yeah, I mean, I've taken. I'll take I'll take the the veggies over the over the waistband once in a while, and especially if uh, if you're gonna do a hands free. You're gonna do hands-free tinkle. Maybe just uh, you're on the phone and you've got a you're working a cold one. Maybe just get all the business out there and it's stable, and then uh, you can kind of you know finish up whatever you're doing. And you then, can put your phone down for thirty <laughs> seconds. I might have something to tweet. I might need to take a pic of it to send to the boys. Maybe you never know. You never know. It could I could be in a mood. That, that's happened frequently on our fantasy football boards. We have we have a uh, certain level of understanding. No one's getting their ass kicked over a over a couple uh, ding dong picks. Well, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> you've seen some of them. Yeah, We've, I don't need to. You've looked over the shoulder while I'm on the phone with the bo- on, on the on the uh, the boards with the boys, and have that moment of what is on your phone? I'm like, oh, it's uh, that's Jay's dick. <laughs> yeah, I've stopped looking. <laughs> Uh, we've got a uh, a fun uh, Seattle bar update. Uh, uh, it's called uh, Baranov Dethroned. Baranov is a uh, a, 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 f- a former uh, bar that we covered on the on the on the dive bar updates. We have people sending in different dive bars, mm-hmm. which is which is fascinating. It's like you're watching uh, one of my my faved uh, like travel show type programs. Oh sure, but it's just a little mini segment in there. Isn't that cute, Melissa? Yeah. This is what I do on the show. Thank you. What's shaking, leading daddies? Here's a follow-up to the Seattle dive scene. See, I moved from a neighborhood where Baranov is, so I had to find a new haunt. After bouncing between a few, I found something just as, if not more, fantastic in its own ways. Monkey Pub is where it's at, karaoke three nights a week, and trivia on Fridays. See, some people like an activity at the bar. I don't. I, I like a little quiet. I like a. I do like a karaoke uh, occasionally, but I have to be there just for Peabody's karaoke. Peabody's in Palm Springs. Peabody's in Palm Springs. We always make a point to go there. Yes. Great dive bar. Great. If you go to Palm Springs, it is a must stop. Uh, I mean, first of all, nobody gives a shit if you bring your dog in the bar. Dogs and breweries are normal in Seattle, but in bars with carpets, this is unique. I think we see bo- dogs in bars in Los Angeles are just are ultra common. Yeah, I think so. Not all it, bars. In our neighborhood, you see, if they don't serve... Oh, like at TG? At TG, yeah. at uh, Village Tavern, yeah. there's always dogs outside. Not necessarily inside, but... With a little patio. If, if, they, if, a, if a place doesn't serve food, there's definitely dogs in the bars. Christmas lights, you got them. Christmas lights make any bar great. Like, that... It, it makes anything cozy. Yes. Roost has Christmas lights yeah, up, but. up at all times. But uh, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're not going there anymore. I haven't revealed where the new bar is yet. Okay. I talked about it. We talked about it on Thursday. We haven't, we're not going to, we're not going to make a full announcement until, um, until uh, we've done the breakup. You know, you don't want to tell your friends you bro- you're breaking up with a chick before uh, you actually do it. I guess. You know what I'm saying? It seems fair. Well, maybe we keep it secret. That's the thing. Maybe we keep uh-huh. this new dive bar secret so that uh, nobody goes. Or, well, nobody goes or nobody co- comes in when they got some beef with the power moves program, and then they uh, they want to come in and uh, uh, stick a shank in gnarly Zach. We can't have that sort of thing happen. Nope. 
a TV over the bar that's playing X Factor and nothing else. What is X Factor? Are you asking me? Yeah. I have no you idea. You like crap TV. I don't like that kind of crap. You do not like national uh, national TV crap. We like no. Bravo crap. Bravo. Bravo crap. All the way. X Factor and nothing else. There it is. Pool tables. Uh, yes, but there's only one functional because they didn't want anyone getting frisky on them. Oh, hell yeah. They only have one pool table because they don't want anyone to, to fuck on the other ones? Is that what this is saying? If you have a risk of uh, people having sex on your pool tables in your bar, if you have more than one, <laughs> then... Uh, you got a problem with your bar. Maybe. Well, it's called the monkey bar, and they've got those sexy Christmas lights. But the, but the best part, I think, is that it, it uh, takes the memorial on the bar at Baranoff to write a whole new level. There's a shrine to this one guy, complete with a... Yeah, there's a... Okay, at Baranov, there is a, those like old-time regulars in some bars. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a bar where the regulars have like a plaque in their picture up? No, I don't after think After they I've die. Ever. No. <laughs> it's, it's very sweet, but also it's like, uh, this is all this guy had. <laughs> Baranov has that. Do you think Cy will put one up of Jesse Pop after he dies? <laughs> or maybe just she'll put one up of all of us when we don't go back there anymore. Because she raised the prices, and I'm not paying $7 for a happy hour drink. A rail drink shouldn't be $7 at a shithole dive bar. You can't do that to us. You can't raise the prices of the PBR either, which no. has happened, and it's not fair, and we don't get buybacks. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever spend. We, we, me and Pop did the math between the, the, the total crew. We're looking at like $40,000 get spent in there. No, it wasn't that. It was, no. no, we did do it, and it was, like, uh, it was easy $16,000 uh, a year total between like the group of eight or so. Plus you guys, and then it could bump up to around twenty when there's that's birth- a lot of money after the birthday parties and things. Yes, that's right, and that's not it's coming out of her pocket because she wants to be greedy. But the best part, I think, is that it takes the memorial on the bar of Baranov to a whole new level. There's a shrine to this one guy, complete with a written eulogy, photos, and a paper plate with his signature. Wow, like that's that's featured on the wall. That's ridiculous. A signed paper plate. They must, maybe they have like the free, uh, maybe they have not free, but uh, they have white castles or something. Like all the food comes on a paper plate. I like that though. I think I'd be okay with that. I don't think I'm ever going to have like, I'm never going to have like a Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame star. I'm probably never going to be. Um, but you'll take a paper m- plate. Memorialized. Hey, if there's a picture of me and a, uh, a written eulogy. Uh, pictures of the paper plate with my signature. Um, I'm, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, at least that generation's going to enjoy me. Uh, and, and they obviously, uh, uh, like any dive bar, it's important to people. You know what, Melissa? I think I've been shooting too high. Maybe. Maybe I should just make my whole life's goal to have a shrine to myself in my dive bar of choosing. And right next door to the shrine, a Piece of printed white paper framed that says the future site of the Ted Memorial. <laughs> oh, what? So, so Ted's not dead yet, but that's where his memorial is going to go. That's possible. Either that, or it means that when the bar finally gets torn down, the Ted Memorial will go up. There'll be like a full statue, maybe. I like your th- I like your angle though. 
that Ted's not dead yet. They just already got it done. Like uh-huh. it's like when um uh when uh they the newspapers they um news outlets they they write all the eulogies and the the articles about people that are about to die or could die at any time. That oh, all yeah. exists. That way they can drop it right on. This way, when Ted kicks off, boom, he's already being memorial memorialized. Or like when old people buy their plots in a cemetery together. Yeah, One person dies and then the spot reserved is for their husband or wife. Yeah, that's exactly the same, except Ted is going to live in this uh, monkey bar forever. All the furniture looks like it's from an office surplus. <laughs> what? There's what looks like looks like used to be a Costco barrel of pretzels, now with various granola bars and kettle chips hanging out on the bar to, for people to snack on. Live, laugh, love, monkey pub on Roosevelt Way, Northeast. That's from Lady Dad- Daddy Hannah. Thank you, Lady Daddy Hannah. That is fantastic. <laughs> See, I'm going to make a list of all these next time I go to, to Seattle. I'm definitely going to Monkey Bar. Should ask my cousin if she's been. That's You absolutely should. It's a, it's a good conversation piece. Let's move on. I have a story called Holy Halloween from Hell. What's up, daddy? I love when it's spelled phonetically correct. Dear Burns and Gnarly Melissa. Woo woo. Don't add my name in there. No, you're Gnarly Melissa today. Oh. This is when you you have to say woo woo also. Woo woo. Thank you. Not a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> there, but I mean, this, this, that's, that's not too bad coming from you. With Halloween right around the corner, I thought I would share this story, which took place over Halloween weekend back in 06 during my senior year of high school. I got to mention... Because uh, this brought it up. The Halloween Power Move shirts are phenomenal. They <laughs> this, are. This is, this is my ween. Sh- this is my ween stoom, you guys. That's a costume that you can wear forever. You sure. just You buy one. You just need one. It's an inside deep cut reference, which a lot of people enjoy when they go and they go stand in line at the Goodwill and they're like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a... Uh, uh, one of those, some guy that you saw in Big Lebowski for 30 seconds. And that guy, well, this is a, a deep cut uh, Carl Welzine reference. And all you have to do is put on the t-shirt. Someone says, what are you? Well, this is my ween stoom, you guys. There you go. <laughs> Halloween right around the corner. I thought I would share this story, which took place over Halloween weekend back in 06 during my senior year of high school. One of the rich kids in my grade was throwing a big costume party at his massive house with the rents out of town for the weekend. All week leading up, everyone in our grade was super psyched for the party on Saturday. My whole crew was going. My buddy Dan's younger bro was going to go soberly drop us off and pick us up, and we were all going to crash back at Dan's house. A perfect setup. I knew my stoom had to be on point. See, <laughs> using the lingo. Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. I mean, you might be crazy, but... This is true. Nothing trashier last minute. Over After a trip to Halloween Express, which materializes in abandoned grocery stores and strip malls across the USA every year. Yeah, we, are, we already have I'm those. aware. We, we have many of those creeping up in our neighborhood. It's like, what was that even before? It's like, I don't know. No. No, no idea what it was before. I decided to go as a nun, not a pregnant one. We went to Catholic school. Got to keep it wholesome, you guys, with the full-on white habit and black robe. It looked great. Yeah, the pregnant nun. That's you got to if you're going to go nun, pregnant nun go is pregnant. It's 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 good for a laugh. It's good for a chuckle. 
The party was rocking. Handles of cheap vodka, Kamchatka and Popov <laughs> kept it real classy. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it almost like I mean, I'm not I'm no stranger to like a, a rail vodka and soda, but when I see the bottle is when I'm like, Ugh. if you don't no. see the bottle, it's okay. It's just like, oh, it just tastes like vodka and soda. But sometimes I'll if you peek over the bar and you see like you don't do that. You see some name that you've never heard of and like, what is this? Like that can't be good for me. And that's what Sai sells us. For a inflated price, oh, I can't. I'm so, I'm so sick of this. Key, Thirty racks of Keystone Light galore. Music blaring. This dude even had those disco party lights you could buy at Spencer's, and most importantly, chicks in slutty Halloween outfits. Well, let's not say. Let's say sexy. Let's say sexy. What would you say, slutty or sexy? Depends on the costume. That's fair. A young lady I had been talking with and failing to close. I'm guessing though, if it's high school, it's slutty. Yeah, and not sexy. Yeah, you know, yeah. That is that is a good point. Slutty is probably when you attempt to be sexy but you fail, and right. then it's just slutty. Right. <laughs> it's 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 uh, there's no like a uh, true sex appeal left. It's just oh your 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 breasts are out. Or, Correct. Oh, your your butthole's hanging out of your your, your shorts like. That's just that's just kind of slutty. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, slutty Halloween outfits. So there's we've we've decided that they're probably slutty Halloween outfits. A young lady I've been talking with and failing to close the deal on for some time was wearing a Girl Scout uniform. She had massive cans and looked amazing in what was basically a bikini with merit badges over her nips. Would this be slutty? If you just have a bikini, a, a a Girl Scout bikini on with merit badges over your nipples, is that sexy? What, no, that was is right, that sexy slutty. or slutty. That's just slutty. And we that's been, a fun game, sexy or slutty. That is funny. I like that. That is fun to play. Mm-hmm. We we start playing that on the street. That's sure. a fun street game. We like street games where you try and pick out people. I think yeah. that's what we did on our first date. What game did we play? conversation do we play like where we made up the conversation for people in the bar yeah there was some weird group across from us and we both stopped talking to each other at the same time and we're trying to eavesdrop (laughs) and didn't talk for like an hour and a half like (laughs) yeah i'm fine not talking to you yeah me too we're gonna get along all right let's make out (laughs) yeah let's make out then we went home (laughs) not together not together we did make out on the sidewalk though and at the bar it was pretty slutty no. <laughs> well, it wasn't sexy. It's more just normal, I guess. Yeah. Well. Don't well, slut shame me. I'm not slut shaming you. I I was the one. <laughs> I was trying to instigate the makeout, the hot makeout after uh, two hours of making fun of other people. <laughs> like, I would just just make out and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. You gotta you gotta test the goods. We're still together though. Yep. It's not like it was a it's a hot one time. Three years later. Sidewalk tongue kiss. I don't know if I would have made out with you if you said that to me that way then. (laughs) We've been dancing together and vibing all night. Wow, he's getting comfy cozy with with the the Girl Scout slut. (laughs) It was later that evening when I walked into a dark room and found one of my best friends sucking face with her. At that point, things took a turn for the worse. Oh, yeah, it does. When you've put in, like, uh, the majority of a party or a bar hang, 
to like just try and vibe on one babe mm-hmm. and you think it's going real well and and you're you're pretty toasted because you've been sitting there you've been you've been drinking booze etc and you're you're already on your way and you think the deal's going to get closed you can't reset you're already uh you're already in a zone where you were either vibing with that with the with the woman and it was going to go well and it was going to end up or you just got to get fucking blackout wasted. And especially at this young age, that's when you're like, the, your world crashes down when you see someone making out with the chick that you thought well, you had a real connection with. Uh-huh. And someone just scooped it up. This is when things do take a turn for the worse. <laughs> I'd come to the party with my own personal backup stash, a 12 ounce water bottle and a flask, both full of Jim Beam. <laughs> So he's got this in his this nun nun dude has this uh, in the backup. He's all he's all set for when the the goods start to thin out. Yep. Which I proceeded to completely empty, and my lights went out. One of my buddies found me in the backyard, shit housed over, the, oh, and on the verge of tears. Oh God. <laughs> That's when that happens. You start to get a little emotional. Again, I was talking with this babe, and we were dancing and grinding and grooving together. And then I came in, and she was sucking face with Toby. And then I drank 24 ounces of Jim Beam. (laughs) And decided it was probably time to call a night. My friend managed to corral the five of us, and we piled into Dan's little bro's car, which I, and where I promptly passed out. The following was recollected to me by way of my friends and a police report. <laughs> After getting back to Dan's, I went from comatose to wide awake, and for some inexplicable reason started sprinting down the street. Two of my buddies were helping another one of us, who was passed out, get in the car and into the house, and before they knew it, I was gone. I ended up in the backyard of a neighbor's house, three or four houses down from Dan's, who lived in a very nice upper class middle uh, upper middle class suburb. So this guy's ripped and tearing down the street in a uh, nun costume. That's terrifying if I saw that. Uh-huh. You see like a nun, a guy in a scary nun costume ripping down the street. That's like some like a snippet out of a horror movie. It's yes. like <laughs> that's what it, that's what would it would immediately evoke in my brain. Our group of friends was really close. Was really close. That's a well. That's that's how it was written. But I like I like it. It makes more of a more of a casual story. Our group of friends was really close, and all our parents were good friends. And whenever we came over to Dan's, we would go around to his backyard and let ourselves in the patio door. We would also routinely raid Dan's pantry, which was always kept stocked with awesome drunk snacks. Apparently, I did both of those things, but not at Dan's house. Rather, a complete stranger's. Oh, my God. It was reported that a loud noise. It was reported that a loud noise emanating from the kitchen area woke the homeowner. This was me knocking a can of Campbell's soup on the floor, allegedly, who then called me, who then called the police. By now, my friends have gotten me on the phone and are frantically, have have gotten me on the phone and are frantically trying to uh, find me. But all I can do is mumble incoherently. It's then that my friends were flashing red and blue. Uh, Is our dinner ready? 
It's time to put broccoli on. All right. Well, we can hold off. It's then that my friend's seeing flashing red and blue lights coming down from the street and can hear yelling come from come from uh, nearby and through the cell phone. I was standing in the middle of the backyard, holding my cell phone to my ear, still dressed like a nun, being held at gunpoint by several cops oh my God. who were screaming at me to lay on the ground while I was completely unmoving and unresponsive. My friends were, were, my friends were nice and brave enough to try and approach the cops and explain the situation, but they were kindly told to fuck off. There's nothing you can do for your friend now, buddy. <laughs> That's, that is exact cop behavior. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck off. Your friend's fucked. <laughs> Don't go to jail too, buddy. After the party, my next memory is waking up in the drunk tank, surrounded by a bunch of scruffy-looking, unsavory characters. I had turned 18 two months earlier and soon realized I was in county jail, but I had absolutely no idea what had happened or why I was there. After they let after they let us out into the waiting area for booking, I went to a row of phones and called my parents, who immediately told me to calm down right now. <laughs> Apparently, when I was first brought in several hours earlier, I'd been given the opportunity to call them, which I did, but I started screaming at the top of my lungs that I was being mistreated! This place is a shithole! I'm going to sue the entire jail! <laughs> You don't want to fucking have an outburst like that in the jail, man, and then have to go back in the cell with some other drunk dudes. Mm-hmm. You got to look hard. You got to keep. You got to keep it together, man. That's how you're gonna get your ass kicked, like pulling out your butt cheeks in a in a uh, in a sports it's arena. Jail. What do you think it was going to be? <laughs> I also managed to somehow rip off the wire enforced ID wristband that I was issued, which caused me to be removed from the waiting area and placed in the tank to sober up. Well, there you go. The only thing I could tell my parents was we were all at Nick's house for a party and to call Dan and my other friends to find out what happened to me or what I did because I literally had no fucking idea at this point. It was now early Sunday. See, that's the motherfucker. If you get locked up, man, you were you were stuck. You are very, very stuck. He told his he told his parents he's still at Nick's house for a party. What? I need to read this again. The only thing I could tell my parents was we were at Nick's house for a party and to call Dan and my other friends to find out what happened to me, what I did, because I literally had no fucking idea at this point. Okay, so he's he's told the parents he's in jail. It was now early Sunday. After a couple more hours, I was summoned to a desk where I was... Uh, reissued an IED bracelet and formerly booked into the jail. Fingerprints, mugshots, the works. Unfortunately, the officers had removed my nun costume before putting me in the in their patrol car. Oh no! So he's just like in regular clothes, acting like a psycho. Before being taken back into Gen Pop, I got to talk to some kind of criminal justice advocate via video conference who explained I was being arrested on suspicion of felony burglary. Oh my god. <laughs> They were allowed to hold me for 72 hours before formally charging me with anything. And they held me for every single one of those goddamn hours. I got placed in a pod, basically a big open cell with five two-man bunks, a few plastic chairs, a single sink, toilet, and a shower stall, and thank God a phone. There were eight of us in there total. I grabbed an open top bunk, total power move, and started to take stock of my situation. Not good. 
The phone was available all day for anyone in the pod to make collect calls from, but some cock diesel motherfucker was posted up in one of the chairs, leaned back with his feet propped up against the right against the wall right under the goddamn phone, so I had to wait for him to move to make a call. I also realized I was extremely hungover. Oh, yeah. I've never been to jail. Luckily. Thank God. But my nightmare is... You knock on wood. My nightmare is... All, I don't do anything to go to jail. My nightmare is that... Well, you stumble around pretty drunk walking home sometimes. That's occasionally... I'm not doing anything bad. I'm, I'm getting home. I'm putting one foot in front of the other. That's after like a celebration or something. It's not like a Tuesday. You know, that's understandable. Police, when you do that, the police are like, oh, oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was Pop Man's birthday. That's that's totally fine. Oh, sure. <laughs> Where do you live, sir? But my point is, is that being super hungover in jail must be the fucking worst. It's awful when I'm stuck in my own bed. Yes. When you're in the in your cozy bed, sipping a, uh, a, a, a can of squirt, uh-huh. it's awful. Right. If you're in your filthy fucking clothes or whatever they gave you and you have like a concrete bench to lay down on and not enough water, no Gatorade, and they maybe bring you one McDonald's cheeseburger. That's not going to get the job done. You just have to sit there and fucking suffer. It sounds like I would just, I'd need to die. And aside from a brief pass out, had not slept for some 20 hour, 20 odd hours and figured I was probably going to be late for school on Monday. <laughs> oh, fuck. I had lots of friends who got arrested in high school and had to do this. My parents were unable to see me, but they got me a lawyer who was allowed one visit. I'll never forget sitting in a small holding room, him coming through the door, taking one look at me, chuckling and saying, you look like fucking shit. Wow. That's hilarious. That's not what you want to hear from a lawyer who no. deals with people like this all the time. And he gave me a quick rundown of what he knew from the arrest report. After being held at gunpoint and getting screamed at to get down for several minutes by several cops, my lawyer told me they used what's called a transfer of force maneuver. A cop running at full sprint had form tackled me from behind. Oh, my God. <laughs> that dude's back's got to be fucked. I was handcuffed and placed under arrest. He told me not to worry that regardless of the charges, I'd be out after 72 hours. The highlight of my jail stay, which lasted Sunday morning through Tuesday. Holy shit. That's terrible. At school, everyone's like, where's where's he at? He's in fucking jail. Uh, Okay. The highlight of my jail stay, which lasted Sunday morning through Tuesday, was almost starting an intrapod race war. <laughs> I traded my bread at lunch for an African-American guy's orange juice. Apparently, this was a no-no, and I was gently reprimanded by another pod mate. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like some fucking Oz shit. You can't trade your bread for some orange juice? Uh, apparently, you are not allowed to, uh Yeah. To trade your bread for uh, a person of another race's orange juice. I, I, I that's Bet good. That orange juice was good though, hungover. Good to know. Good to know. Because <laughs> I might do that and be like, yeah, man, I want that orange juice. I don't want, I want this that, bread. I want that way more than this bread. But I, I ended up being released on, on bail Tuesday afternoon. Quick wrap up. 
I was formally charged with felony burglary. Over the course of the next couple months and a few court appearances, including me testifying on behalf of myself in front of the Ohio grand jury and my friends having to testify at my plea hearing, they all got paid 15 bucks by the state for being witnesses. So we got to miss school and they took me to Bob Evans after, which was a score. My lawyer got the prosecutor to allow me to plead down to a misdemeanor aggravated trespassing, whatever the fuck that means which I was able to get permanently expunged from my record three years later. I'm still best friends with all those guys, having turned more than one onto dad boner and power moves. Woo-woo. Now you say it, Melissa. Uh, Woo-woo. And this became a great drinking story. Yeah, it is. By the time I got to college and the mental trauma of it all subsided. Note, this was the only county, this was only county jail. No unwanted advances or non-consensual, consensual backdoor action really takes place. Well, yeah. In Ohio, it certainly does in like Wayne County in Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that probably, that may happen, but I mean, usually a, a... a guard's walking by. He's not going to walk by and be like, oh, that guy's getting uh, getting uh, butt raped. It's like, no, nope, I'm not doing anything about it. They're, they will stop that. They will. I, I like to think so. I've never been, but I like to think so. Wayne County in Detroit, though, like, there's probably like one employee when he goes on break for like two hours. That's They're really understaffed. Yeah, that jail is scary. Really understaffed. You don't want to go. You want to go to a highly staffed jail. The more staffed, the better. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to the jail with like... With like one Barney Fife who's just is gonna go out for fucking uh, Mickey D's for lunch and he'll be back in a while. <laughs> you don't want to hear a while because everyone else also hears a while and that's when the unwanted advance is gonna happen. If you end up reading this, thanks so much for making it through. Yeah, there you go. Been a dad boner fan for year years. Absolutely love the pod. Keep the content coming and really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Yours truly. Ed from Ohio. That's a great fucking story. Way to go, Ed. That story is the gift that keeps on giving. That's what I always talk about. So it's like, many layers to that story. You got away with that when you were a younger kid, and you uh, continue to be able to tell that story for years to come to hundreds of people. Whenever you know, anytime at a party, it's it's such a great story. The nun costume, all the details. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it, that's perfection. We're gonna close it out on that. If you want your story uh read on the show here on tuesdays well today it's a wednesday send it into on a day what i said on a day on a day well it's almost always on tuesdays didn't get done yesterday you know what i I'm, I'm, it's a hectic time of year for me it's football season i'm so busy it, i'm very busy melissa you can send it to power moves with mike burns at gmail.com as always i appreciate those five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, please support the Patreon because uh, that's the thing that keeps the lights down. I have one uh, one uh, postscript on that story. I did something similar, which I uh, I uh, openly like. I didn't break in; the door was unlocked, but went into someone's house while they were blatantly home um, on purpose. But I was sober. And I was terrified that this sort of thing was going to happen to me. We were in, uh, in, in this little corridor in, in my old neighborhood. And it was me, a couple of the boys. And uh, we just, there's this, this, one, uh, this one, uh, one person we didn't like very much. So when we'd go by, just casually, we just, uh, we just uh, ding-dong ditch her, her door. And then just keep walking like, whatever. By the time you get to the door, we'll be around the corner. Some guy across the street 
who was like a very Todd from Beavis and Butthead character. So many of these. My whole neighborhood looked like this if, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Trans Am in the front yard, same hair, same look. I hear him come out the door and he sees us, you know, tip tap on the door, ring doorbell, and then kind of like, <laughs> and then, you know, he's, he's, he's lit up. This guy's obviously trashed. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? It's a very tight knit uh, street. This is a very short block and it was filled with wildly interesting characters. Um, tough guys. Very scary place to hang out. But we did all the time. You just try to keep your, uh, your nose clean. In this instance, we got, uh, we got pinched by one of the non-friendlies. And he starts, he gets in his car as we tear off. And you just hear, you know, Smokey and the Bandit, like, like and it was some sort of Camaro, I forget. Him peel out of the back, uh, out of the driveway, you know, real recklessly. A lot of fish tailing. And we all split up and start diving over fences and going through backyards. And you can hear this guy screaming out of his window in this loud engine of this, like a you know late seventies Camaro or, or whatever it was, <laughs> squealing tires going around and around the block because he knows we're somewhere inside of this this block. And if he goes around fast enough, you know, good chance he catches one of us trying to sneak out and, and, and cross over. I believe it was Brockway or no, maybe it was Wheeler Street. Doesn't matter. And I'm paranoid. This guy is freaking me out. This is the type of person who will cut you, who will stomp you until you don't have teeth left. This is a real big, scary, uh, uh, fucking Saginaw motherfucker. And I go up to someone's backyard and I'm like shaky pee pants. Like, I don't want to get fucking killed. And I think I'm like maybe ninth grade, eighth grade. And I see a back door for, to a sun porch open. And I see the people over in through the windows and they're sitting in the living room and i just slowly open up the back uh door of the sun porch this is one of the most scared i've ever been a some guy some guy wants to fucking kill me b i'm just going into someone's fucking house while they're there going to the sun porch i lay down like underneath a card table or dinner table and uh and I can still hear the guy because it's screened in. You can hear the, the tires squealing round and round. And, I, and it felt like it was three fucking hours. Could have been 15 minutes. Finally, the car, st- the noises stopped. And it was one of the most harrowing walks home. I had to walk home like, a, 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 I'd say, a mile. And most of that was hopping over fences, staying in people's backyards, and uh, all the way back to my parents' house. Freaked me the fuck out. If those people would have found me, like, I never thought about it, but like the person that owned that house in this neighborhood, good chance he could have just popped a cap in me. <laughs> Who's someone's in your fucking house? Mm-hmm. Someone, people are fucking armed where I come from. <laughs> and, and that would have been way fucking worse. Like, what are you doing? To my- Bang. Well, oh, I'm fucking dead now. Well, and that guy wouldn't even get in trouble because I technically broke into his house. Right. Well, that's it. All right. You still have your pants unbuttoned from your pee demo. Bless you, daddies. Power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes. I'm making power moves. I'm making power moves.